Praise the Lord. Mommy took us through Isaiah 63 last Tuesday. I just pick up some key highlights from that um, chapter. 63. That's eating too much time, Mommy. <laughs> Verse 5 says, God oh, um, brought salvation to him. Just a reminder of, of what Jesus Christ did. God had to put on um, human flesh to come down to die for all of our sins. Verse 7 talks about God's goodness. It's mercy, they're all new every morning. If you look at Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 to 26, because of time, I can't go into all that. But it talks about the mercies of God, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. And another aspect of that chapter is for all to patiently wait on God. When we wait on God, God is good for those who wait on Him. Now, verse 8 talks about we, God's children, um, because we love God so much, we will not tell lies. And because of that, God um, brought, gave us salvation. So you're going to see God's salvation in your life. You've got to make sure you don't have any form of, you know, lies in your mouth. Your words have got to be your yes or no. You don't have to tell any form of life. You want to get to see God's uh, salvation. And verse 16 talks about our Lord being afflicted in all of our afflictions. So eventually we might be having different kinds of trials and all that. Just know that God's angel is with you. And God will surely take you through that affliction. And verse 10 talks about um, when we are rebellious, that's what grieves the Holy Spirit. And don't forget, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So if the Holy Spirit is not there, then how do we get direction? Because the Holy Spirit will give us insight, wisdom, knowledge, understanding on how to handle every situation. We've got to realize that the Holy Spirit is like a, it's like a gentle bird. I've seen a dove. Any slight noise, it goes away. That's how the Holy Spirit is. It's going to make sure every day our heart is in tune with God and with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 
I will not repeat what uh, Dickiness just said because I wanted to talk about verse 10, but I will talk about verse 1. He said, who is this coming from Edom? When I went back home, I was studying about Edom. Edom, another word for Edom is Esau. So we know that the generation of um, Esau are called the Edomites. And he said, who is this coming from Edom, from Bozrah, with his garment stained crimson? Which means that the generation of Esau is the generation of sin. And if we look at um, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, it says, Though your sin be as crimson, or red as crimson, it shall be white as wool. So, when we, anywhere we found the word Edom, it talks about sin. But here comes another coming. It says, Who is this robe in splendor? striving forward in the greatness of his might. Now that is Jesus. And what was Jesus saying? He said he was proclaiming victory, mighty to save. So Jesus robe in majesty. Holiness is arrayed in majesty. When we are holy, we, are, we come confidently, we come gallantly, you know, with confidence. And Jesus is the one who redeemed us from sin. He went further to say that his own harm was the one who brought salvation to him. And that confirms the book of Isaiah 59, verses 13 and 14 as well. That he looked around to who will, give, who will bring salvation, but his own harm brought salvation to him. So God is the one, Jesus is the one that is mighty to save. No matter however we find ourselves, what predicament we find ourselves, we know that there is a Savior there who is mighty to deliver us from all our sins. Amen. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Isaiah 63 verse 1, which reads, who is this coming from Edom, from Bozrah with his garments stained crimson? Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of this strength? It is I proclaiming victory, mighty to save. Um, this passage describes the day of God's vengeance against the world. God comes first from judging Edom, and now he comes to do justice to the land of Israel. Edom, in this sense, symbolizes all who oppose God. This is significant because Esau, the ancestor of the Edomites, sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. And the same way Edom, which represents the world, have sold out their faith and values in God for things of the world and love and pleasures of darkness. <coughs> it talks about how, and then it goes on further to talk about how it is as if God is coming from the wine press. And Isaiah compares God in his judgment to a farmer treading grapes in the wine press. And in those days, um, when they wanted to make juice or wine from uh, grapes, they would put it in like a stone that had been hollowed out, and the farmer would um, stamp on them, causing the juice to flow out. And Isaiah compares this to God, where with just like a stamp of his foot, he destroys the whole earth, and blood flows out from sinners. And God has started to stamp his foot upon the earth, like, um, in his, and his judgment has begun. An example of this was the recent earthquake and the tsunami in Tunisia. And 
um, God prophesied for Apostle that it would happen. And we should be ready for his judgment because God is coming soon, like it says in Revelation 12:22. And we should not be like Esau. We should not trade our birthright for the world's bowl of soup. Amen. What a glorious contribution from every one of you. Okay, you are still there. Okay, come, please. I didn't know. But before, I'm so happy because you all pointed out everything I want to say. That's why I was thinking we are going to 64. I taught 63 in New Cross. And I likened this pressing of wine with when I was in school. I went to school in the village, you know. And uh, my first time, because I live in Lagos, my first time of seeing people that presses this oil, palm oil, that we, and I, I will be hearing, oh, 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 oh. in the deep forest, I was so afraid. Because they're using all their strength, they're sweating everything out into the oil, and that is how they press this oil that we use for stew. I was telling them, all the effort it takes. So I'm happy that he made reference of that. I didn't explain it here. But you know, the only Spirit will teach people some things that we do not know. All these people go into the wine press and step it with food. Thank God we have a lot of processing today. If not, in those days, it's only God that, that was helping them. And they will press this wine press. All their clothes will be soiled. And it talks about the sin. How Jesus walked through our life and yet he still spills stained with that, with that blood. That is the expression of that wine press. How he went to the cross of Calvary, I was able to tell us that was our 53. Pay the price for all. And yet we continue to sing. That is what actually taught me. The vengeance of the Lord. Reference, I wrote it here. Verse 2, reference God's day of vengeance. God's day of vengeance is not going to be easy. And that's the reason why before I see sister, I'm going to show us that video. I was so happy that they showed me the video. There are sheep and wolves. Sheep in the clothes of wolves, they are in the church. And that video that was sent to me showed how they be in the church and when they get out there, they go and demonstrate that wolf's attitude. So if you see yourself in this video I'm going to show us tonight, let us repent. Amen. Because there are some characters, even that you have you carry on in the church. That wolf's character. You must be able to know that we repent when we watch that video. Let's assist her come and to take over. Yes. Um, Isaiah 63. She used to be in New Cross, so I'm asking. So she said she started school, that's why. So maybe some of you might be seeing her. She started school, she said. But on, when I'm older, I'm going to go back to New Cross. <laughs> um, okay, Isaiah 63. I've gathered three things from this. The first one talks about the significance of sight and the ability to hear the day of the Lord, and the power of God. The significance of sight and the ability to hear, which is to intercede effectively. Isaiah saw the exact location, Edom, Christ was going to come from, and the event that was yet to occur, verses 2. He was able to hear the voice of God, verses 3 and 6, and as a result, he was able to praise God and intercede against the hardness of the people's hearts, Isaiah 63:17. The Bible says that God does not do anything without revealing it to his servants, the prophets, Amos 3, 7. God instructs us to call out to him and he will tell us great and unsearchable things we do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. 
The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, 1 Corinthians 2.10. Therefore, Isaiah was able to see the deep things that God had in store for us now. The day of the Lord. Isaiah, Isaiah saw it as a day of vengeance. Vengeance and redemption, Isaiah 63.4. Jeremiah also spoke about similar events in Jeremiah 46.10. The power of God. God, does not, God is not looking for a man to fight his battles, verses 9. But he was appalled that he found no one. Isaiah 63.5. God is mighty in battle and mighty to save. He will destroy the nations by himself, verses 5 and 6. The arm of God brought salvation for him. So he brought salvation for himself, as we've already heard. Isaiah 59.6. Verses 11, 14, Isaiah enlightened us further on the power of God and how he was able to lead the people out of the Red Sea through his servant Moses. Other scriptures that talk about the right hand of God is Exodus um, 15, 6. God wants to redeem us. He wants us to be highest in his kingdom. Vengeance is God. He is retaining it for a set time. Therefore, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing anyone to perish but that all should repent. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Second Peter 3.9. He's looking for those who will inherit the kingdom, which is, the, which is opposite to those he spoke about in 1 Corinthians 6.9. Let's put our hands together for everybody at the same time. Amen. Can I have that video on now? I want everybody to just turn, if you cannot reach it. And I want this thing done properly. Can we see it at the far end there? Are you sure? Because if you can't see, you can move your chairs. I don't mind people moving their chairs. Coming closer. Can we all see that picture? What picture is that? A sheep and a wolf. Sister Faith, I think they On Friday, you are hopping in a club. On Sunday, you are lifting up holy hands. On Saturday, you are a slave mama. But on Sunday, you are a choir member. Your pastor is afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. The web of sin and worldliness. I assure you that you can't live like that and see the Lord in the end. There is no way you can live like that to see God. God is looking for that serious Christian that he will use. If you want to serve the devil, do it well. For you can't love the world and love God. You must hate one, Matthew 6, 24.
Hallelujah. We are playing this tape again on Sunday. I want you to copy it to New Cross. Everybody is going to have it. God talks about his vengeance. God goes extra mile for us. Look at his death for us on the cross of Calvary. The purpose we are sitting down here is to know more about God. If we know about God, we will not. If sin smells around you, you cannot afford to do that. I'm telling you the truth. It's that act of not knowing. Sometimes I want to go out and I'm just doing something. God, God will be, I want everybody to hear God. When you hear God, <laughs> I was sharing a testimony. There is somebody that put God to shame. Today, they are not having children. Are you listening to me? When you deliberately sin and you know it's sin, you better go and beg for forgiveness. Say, God, I come before your throne and you beg so that it can. When this sin happened, I, told, I said, please go and fast and pray because I could see. But you can't tell somebody that you're not going to have children. Are you serious? Do you understand? But there are some things that you see, you can't see without. You understand now? But you have to ask, ah, please, please pray. As someone said, some is death. Some, if somebody is supposed to live 80 years, you will die 50. If you are supposed to live 100, you die 30. I'm just telling you that we should fear God. And look at what it says here in that 64 I was telling you. Or 63, because my mind keeps on going to 64, because I finished 64 with them. He said, who is this coming from Edom? From Bosra, with his garment stained with crimson. Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of his strength? It is I proclaiming victory, mighty to save. God is always proclaiming victory on every other side. He wants to save us, but sometimes we struggle with God. Why are your garments red like those who are trading the wine press? It's not by, it's a big strength. God wasted all his energy, everything on us, and yet we are still sinning. I have trodden the wise press alone. From the nations, no one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in war. Their blood spattered my garments and I stained all my clothing. It was for me the day of vengeance. May the day of vengeance not come upon us. When the day of vengeance came upon Ananias and Sapphira, what happened? They died instantly. But a lot of people are dying spiritually, physically, because of the way we take God. Because of the way we take our parents. Because of the way we have parents have to be praying. Please, instead of wrath, have mercy. Instead of wrath, have mercy. We have to be praying like that as parents. You understand? And I have to pray for the church as well as I pray for my own family. Instead of wrath, Lord, please have mercy. Because some people are on the pathway of death like this. But we are just crying, God, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. And for that prayer, like we have studied. He said, I've kept what man. As I said, look, I'm not only the one praying. That's why the church of God is praying. The whole Christ of Tabernacle is praying. When the whole Christ of Tabernacle is praying and you continue to sing, then all these people praying for you, you are guilty of them. Are you listening to me? People will leave their work. Some people are running elders, culture. They do, did not eat. They come and pray for the church. I want to bring shame to the church. May the Lord forgive every one of us, including myself, for whatever we have seen in the church. That takes us to Isaiah 64. Oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. 
that the mountains will tremble before you as when fire set twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to all to your enemies. Do you know the enemies of God? God's uh, um, anger is being dis- de- described in those verses. Oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. When God rend the heavens, as our brother just said now, things, bad, bad things will begin to happen. That's when you see rain. Then when you see the tornadoes, or what do you call them? That's when you see a, a tsunami. Because God has rent the heavens and he has come down. And he said that the mountains will tremble before you. How does the mountain tremble? Even the mountain will roll into the sea. As when fires set twigs ablaze. Look at what happened in America. After the praying of Lord, have mercy. It's not by this thing that we, we have done worse things than those people. Nobody's coming to tell that it's not the vengeance. It's the vengeance of God. But we have done worse than those people. Yet God is still merciful. He said, and causes water to boil. You know, like that same fire. When you put water on the fire, what happens to the fire? The, the, the water boils quickly. And that's how we want to uh, make God's anger to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies. I want you to underline that word enemies. A lot of people are enemies of God. When you don't do his will, you become his enemy. When you don't follow his precepts, you become his enemies. When you don't do the things that God said we should do, he talks about six things that he hates, seven that are distasteful to him. You don't do the right to the things that God wants, you become God's enemy. He said, come down to make your name known to your enemies. I pray that there will not be enemies of God in this meeting tonight. And cause the nation to quake before you. Enemies of God, we don't want to be partaker of what enemies of God will partake. Even in, this, in the midst of all these earthquakes and everything that's happening, God's people are there. God's people are there. But when they get to heaven, they, everybody will know their part. <coughs> he said, for when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down, the mountain trembled before you. What are the awesome things that God did? When you read the book of Psalms, let me quickly take you to that psalm so that you'll be able to understand what I'm saying. I wish I can get this psalm to you. The reason why I, I remember this psalm is because Deborah used it in her song. Yes. She says here, the psalm 68, May God arise. May his enemy be scattered. You know, sometimes we just read it. We read it like that. I say, hey. When they are reading, may God arise and his enemy be scattered. And you are part of the wool in the sheep clothing. You don't know that you become God's enemy. You come and raise hand of praise in the choir on Sunday. Thank God because they said that they are always in the choir, but not in this our choir. Amen. Amen. Father, they show choir all the time. They show choir. Anything is in the choir because devil loves song. He, sang, he has the beautiful, most beautiful voice. All this instrument comes out in the devil's voice. Because he won't serve God. You understand? So he said, when we say me, he said, and his enemies, people that don't fear, fear God. People that don't honor their parents at home. People that don't honor their pastors in the church. People that don't honor their, their husbands at home. 
you have become God's enemy because you are not following the, the precepts of the, of the Lord. People that gossip, you have become God's enemy. So when we read this scripture, we must be very careful. We are reading it and thinking they are God's enemy. So we are in the church. May we not become God's enemy. He said, may his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke. As wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad. The only people. The wicked ones. Are those ones with bad legacy. The righteous ones are the ones with good legacy. May we have good legacies in Jesus' name. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. When you see yourself sad, that means because, you know, something has happened. You understand what I'm saying? He says, sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol him who writes on the clouds. And that's what you are seeing here that he's talking about. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nation to quake before you. For when you did all some things that we did not expect, he came down and the mountain trembled before you. I'm going, I want to see where the mountain trembled. <coughs> where I said it in this time. When you know the word of God, you know how to behave. He said, a, a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God said the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in a son's coached land. When you, God, went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth did what? I want you to follow me. The earth shook. Or quake, if you are using another version. <coughs> the heaven poured down rain before God. The word, the word God, the one of sinners. Before God, the God of Israel. You gave abundant shower, O oh God. That is when that, that is what this verse one is saying. Oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. When God gives abundant shower that, that that cannot contain the earth, it's more than the earth. They begin to swallow people. God rend them. He said, "You gave abundant shower, O oh God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it, and from your bounty." God, you provided for the poor. This is the poor in spirit. People that love God. God will always make provision, even in the midst of all this disaster. It says, the Lord announced the word, and the women who proclaim it are mighty strong. Deborah was one of the women that proclaimed it. Want you to write against your Bible. Kings and armies flee in haste. Sisera was part of the kings, and the armies that fled in, in haste. He said, the women at home divide the plunder. Those are the lazy ones that are not going out for evangelism or anything. Zebulon and the rest of that that Zebulon sang about. Even while you sleep among the sheep pens, the wings of my dove are shivered with silver. It's feathered with shining gold. To the Almighty, when the Almighty scattered the kings in the land, when the Almighty scattered the kings in the land, it was like snow falling on mount. Let me not when I continue to unmask, <coughs> Amen. So if God will have to come down on his enemies, you know what will happen. 
things will fall apart and the centers cannot work. You have heard tonight, God's enemies are people that does not do the will of God. You become God's enemy. People that wage war against God's own children, you become God's own enemy. People that hate in their hearts, you become God's own enemy. People that are sheep, that and they, uh, in sheep clothing, but they are wolf inside, you become God's enemy. And when God arises concerning his people, it's very dangerous. They come down to make your name known to your enemies. And cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountain trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard. We always speak, say this thing. But we understand it more tonight. Since ancient times, no one has heard. No ears have perceived. No eyes have seen any God beside you. From beginning of time, people have always loved God and they've known God to be mighty. No one knows not beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. God acts on behalf of people that wait, that listen to him. People that do his will. God acts on their behalf. That's why we say, Thought not my anointed, made my prophet no harm. That's why you can't afford to eat somebody behind or to do evil things. You can't afford to do that because God is going to reply. For those who wait on the Lord, for those who are trusting God, I can see Anna in this picture. God will always act. God will always act. And that goes a long way for us. But I went we are waiting on the Lord for something. Don't ever think that. And people have been making jests of you. Hey, we will see. Ah, <laughs> your friend. When God will act, if you ignore all those talk, if you ignore all those signs, God himself will act. And when God acts, we put all enemies to shame. You come to the help of those who gladly do, do right. Only those who do the right thing. Telling you, keeping the word of God. May God help me to, to keep his words. Amen. He said, you come to the help of those who gladly do right. Who remember your ways. May we remember his ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you, when, but when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteousness acts are like what? Filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. We are getting to the autumn now. And you, you keep on seeing on the streets of London, they'll be blowing leaves like never before. You come to my neighborhood there, you see bales and bales of leaves. Gardeners have a lot to do. It's not easy. It's very tiring. But when people fall off, that's why they go to hell. So we fall off like a leaf. May we not fall off. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. <laughs> I can tell you this from what, what I've seen. Every autumn, there is a great wind that comes towards, it towards the end of the month. All the leaves that you have tried to do every morning that you are blowing your gardens and you are blowing the streets and everything. All those, there is a mighty wind. Maybe it's the easterly wind that comes to blow them away. 
the whole place will be, you will just go out and come back. The whole place is clean. What type of wind is this? But how did he liken it here? Said that like the wind as he sweep us away. When those leaves are swept away, you don't see them again. Because, and that's what makes the tree. No more leaves. When I used to see it in picture, I didn't know until I came to England. That trees will be dry and they will come again. They will wake up again. That is showing us that when you are being blown away like that, because of your sin and swept away, you must make sure that you repent. Because the, 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 the trees, they gain strength again when we are coming to springtime. It has to be springtime in our lives. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. May we not be given over to our sins. <laughs> you know, when sometimes when God keeps quiet about you, you better be happy when things happen and you are rebuked or anything happens. You understand? Because when you, people keep quiet, it's like you say you, you sweat away. But you are hidden your face from God behind his face. You will still think God is answering. But he's not answering. Especially those of you that come to Bible study. I want to beg you. Because you know the word of God. Even me that I'm teaching, I want to beg myself. It's through the word of God that I'm teaching that God is going to use to judge me. And we must be very careful. You are part of the people that contribute. You are part of the people. And you are not leaving it. May God help us. He says here, And have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, our Father. We are the clay. You are the porter. We are all the works of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray. For we are all your people. And this is my prayer tonight. Your sacred city has become a wasteland. Even Zion, a wasteland. Jerusalem, a desolation. You have seen it there. People go outside and come to church, behave holy. So we, are, we have uh, unholy people in the church of God. So Jerusalem itself, the church of God, the Zion of God, has become like what? Wasteland. May our work not be, uh, not be empty or whatever I want, to, well, I want to put it. Our holy and glorious temple, where our ancestors praise you, has been burned with fire. And all that we treasure lies in ruins. The church of God today lies in ruins. Everybody is sinful. The church of God is burned with fire. It's only the faithful. And may we be faithful to the end. As in burned with fire and all we treasure lies in ruins. After all this, Lord, will you hold yourself back? Will you keep silent and punish us beyond measure? May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Everything is self-explanatory here. May God not keep quiet for your sake and for my sake. We all not keep quiet. In Jesus' name, that takes us to Isaiah 55, when mercy come. Although I have this, I prepared for it, you know. But uh, we'll get into it next time. Because our time is fast spent. Amen.